I call to order the Peace River Town Council regular meeting for Monday, March the 12th, 2018. The records show that we started eight minutes after five, and the reason for the delay is the tardiness of the Chief Administrative Officer. <laughs> I always die on the council sword. <laughs> uh, all councilors should have in front of them an agenda. There is has been one addition since it was published uh, last Wednesday or Thursday, and that is uh, under new business item five, the request for a decision regarding the DMI public advisory committee invitation. There has now been. Another addition? Is that correct, Ms. McQuaid? Okay, there is actually another item under uh, new business, item six. It will be, and it will be Peace River Primary Care Center update. Are there any uh, other additions and or deletions? Good. Uh, is there a motion to accept the agenda as amended? I will move the agenda as amended, Your Worship. All in favor? Passed. So that takes us to the adoption of the minutes. Uh, there are minutes from the February 26, 2018 regular council meeting. Are there any uh, corrections or clarifications required there? Perhaps there's stuff that is supposed to be done but never happened. And we need to delete it or Did anyone read? Okay. Are you gonna make a motion on them then? Um sure. I move that the minutes of the um February twenty sixth council meeting be accepted as printed as all in favor? We now go to, I understand there's a public hearing. There is your worship. Okay. Bylaw 2019. Okay. So, um, the council needs to move that the council open a public hearing on the matter. <coughs> Sir, when the um, amended guidelines to the MTA came out last October, this was an item that we noted that it is actually a requirement that uh, we have a motion to open hearing. I would put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, that we uh, enter into the public uh, hearing on the matter of bylaw 2004. Okay, I uh, hereby declare the statutory public hearing open at 11 minutes after 5 p.m. Uh, on, uh, on on all in favor. So I hereby declare the statutory public hearing open at um, 12 minutes after 5 p.m. <laughs> Monday, March the 12th, 2018, and note this hearing is being held pursuant to sections 7, 8, 230, 606, and 692 of the Municipal Government Act. 
And I will ask the executive assistant, Ms. McClague, to confirm what the purpose of the public hearing is. Worshipping Council, the purpose of the public hearing is bylaw 2019 to repeal bylaw 2004, which amended the land use bylaw 1891 by rezoning a portion from residential 2R2 to residential manufactured home subdivision RMHS. And uh, when was the public hearing notice advertised uh, in the local newspaper? It was advertised in the local newspaper, the Record Gazette, on February 21 and February 28, 2018. And uh, were there any written submissions received and not included in the public hearing agenda packet? There were none, Your Worship. Okay, very good. So there's no need to read them into the record. Uh, I will uh, ask that all persons giving oral presentations are to clearly state their name and that the presentations are to be brief and to the point. I will now call on the development officer or designate. Speaking of your worship and counsel, Jim McQuaig, Director of Engineering and Infrastructure, on behalf of the development officer and the planning officer. So the first reading uh, was given to this a number of weeks ago on bylaw number 2019 repeal of bylaw 2004, which the whole purpose was uh, previously uh, the bylaw zoned uh, a portion of Northeast 368322 West of the 5th from residential to residential manufactured home subdivision. Uh, the resident uh, changed their uh, development plans and going and withdrawing their proposed uh, mobile home structure to go to a, a stick fit or conventional stick built structure and as such uh, no longer require that uh, zoning to be zoned as residential manufactured home subdivision district so in light of that we're just looking to repeal the previous bylaw and re return the zoning to its original zoning <coughs> Any questions of Mr. McQuaid? Uh, hearing none, I will now call on those in favor of the bylaw and wishing to speak to come forward to the speaker's desk. That was first call, second call, and third call. Hearing no one, uh, either hearing nor seeing anyone come forward in favor of the bylaw, I will now call on any individual opposed to the bylaw who wishes to come forward uh, and speak on the matter to come to the speaker's desk. That was first call. Uh, this will be second call and I'm making this third call. So neither hearing nor seeing anyone opposed to the bylaw coming forward. I will now call on any person deemed, deemed to be affected who wishes to be heard to come forward and make their case at the speaker's desk. That was first call, uh, making second call, and now third call. And uh, seeing, I will uh, assume from that, with no one coming forward, um, that no, there are no persons who uh, feel that they are affected. 
So we will now allow questions from the members of council again. Any other further questions? Um, do you wish to make a concluding statement, Mr. McClain? Uh, just in conclusion, uh, administration recommends uh, the reversion to the previous zoning at this time and to accept uh, the repeal of the former bylaw to return that uh, parcel to its former zoning. Very good. Seeing that all presentations have been made, I will now declare the public hearing closed at 17 minutes after 5. Good thing you people are not paid very much, otherwise that would have been a waste of good taxpayer time. <laughs> okay. That takes us to uh, presentations. I don't believe there's any presentations to be had. There are not, Your Worship. That takes us to bylaws, and there's a request for a decision regarding bylaw 2017. This is a community aggregate levy bylaw. I understand this is up for a third reading, Mr. Town. That's correct, and good evening, Your Worship and Council. Before you is the proposed um, community aggregate levy bylaw, which, as the mayor has mentioned, has received first and second reading. Council did not provide third reading at that time uh, to allow for uh, the potential for any community input or business type input to take place if there was any uh, such interest. So now after a, a short period of time, this is coming back for third reading to see if council's interested in approving the bylaws. Were there any public, any comments received by Administration on this bylaw? Uh, there were not, Your Worship. Any uh, further questions from uh, councils, Council on this bylaw? Uh, is there somebody that's wishing to make a, uh, to go for third reading on this bylaw? I'll make that motion, Your Worship, to allow the, the bylaw 2017 for third reading. All in favor? Uh, that takes us to a uh, bylaw 2021. This is on subdivision and development appeal board. Appeal board, and I will let you summarize it, Mr. Town. So before council is a proposed new bylaw 2021, which is a new subdivision and development appeal board bylaw, and this is a. Uh, change and consolidation to previous bylaws, which aligns with um, new changes and requirements in the updated Municipal Government Act. So staff have gone through and parsed through any required changes, relevant type information, and this is um, something that we're hoping will achieve first, second, and third reading before April 1st. Uh, the rationale for that being, um, if you are do not have an up-to-date subdivision appeal board bylaw at that time, then the members are required to have a training in place before they could, could take on a hearing. If the bylaw is in place 
Already April 1st, then the members, including the clerk, have uh, up to a year to get that required training. Um, so council spent a bit of time and have received this at their governance and priority meetings, so you're familiar with this. You had a chance to ask some questions. Um, and then the changes are generally pretty minor. Um, the major ones are highlighted below, which is a reduction in the number of council members to align with the MGA changes. So within uh, the group that deliberates, it can only be one counselor. Staff are recommending that there be an alternate in case that council member cannot attend. Um, but you can only have one sitting counselor as part of your SDAB board. Um, clarification to the quorum, and again noting that only one council member may participate. Um, changing the wording we had of secretary to clerk throughout the bylaw to uh, match wording within the, the MGA, uh, the appointment of the development, the director of corporate services and economic development as the clerk for the SDAB, and then a whole bunch of uh, clarification and changes within the wording for public hearings and meetings and decisions, which um, again we, we changed to align with, with the MGA wording. So administration is recommending that council gives first, second, and third reading to the bylaw to take any questions if there are any. Um, just a clarification. Um, say on page seven of nine, um, part C of section 18, new 15, I don't know what it is. Anyways, um, when it talks about um, days, like seven days from the date of the decision, something is mailed or in another place there's five days does that mean um, calendar days or how do you interpret days here they're calendar days okay unless notified or, or specified in other areas so everything in, in this bylaw should be calendar days okay and seven days um, does that this include email like if you email it is that written notice uh, which section are you referring um, to? Well, I'm on page 7 of 9, which is okay. notification, new number 15. Okay. C. So, clarification on the days, you told me calendar day, or no, yes, calendar days. And then my question is, does email count as mail? Uh, no, it would not. Electronic mail would not be relevant in this case. So, do you think that those days are um, appropriate in terms of how our mail works? Um, yes, I, I will be honest, the vast majority of, of these are, are dealt with in person. Um, so the, the mail, it's something that just has to be planned for, but there, there is sufficient time to allow for um, either the town or an applicant to, to deal with the timing or, or mail constraints within the bylaw. So one question that we had from governance and priorities meeting was uh, training. How long will training take and when 
when will training be available? We're still waiting to hear back from Municipal Affairs. Um, they haven't indicated what type of training is available, um, where it will be available, or how long it will take. So when we receive that information, we will forward it off to the members for to get them in compliance. We expect it'll be a one or two day session um, in the province tends to hold these throughout the geographic parts of the province. So I would expect something will be held in Peace River and Grand Prairie um, based on their, their previous types of trends for this type of training. Uh, one question that you didn't get in the last meeting was, uh, was what was the motivation of the provincial government to make these changes to the, to the NPA? It appears that it's something that came out of their, their roadshow from as they went around the province asking municipalities and citizens what types of changes they would like to see. Um, something that I believe they picked up on was um, an increased um, training and awareness for these boards to give the boards uh, greater and improved information. Uh, it is a fairly uh, rigorous um, legislative type board. They have a lot of power and authority and uh, the training that goes with that um, which before was more of an advisory type stuff this is required type training and it does match up to other training that the province is uh, recommending for other um, type activities again counselor training is, is something that's uh, mandated and to be provided and this is just similar but it wasn't because of the lack of professionalism of former board members uh, not in Peace River, to my knowledge. Very good. Correct answer. Okay. First reading. Uh, I'll go Ms. Downing, first reading. All in favor? Uh, Ms. Mather, are you going to make second reading? I move second reading. All in favor? Mr. Good, are you going to make a motion to go to third reading? All in favor? Mr. Ford, are you going to make a motion to. Uh, I can, but I do have a question. Oh. Um, I just, just, just for myself again, I'll ask the same question that I did at the GMP. So, this one here says subdivision and development appeal board. So, is this the board that uh, Rod Burr is currently sitting on, or is this the development board, appeal board that myself and the board <coughs> sit on? Yes. <laughs> because so the, 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 board, the board that Rod sits on as a has, its, has a mandatory training thing. Yeah. Is that the board we're talking about? It, it's here? the same board. Rod Burr is part of the sub subdivision. Okay, that's, that board, answers my question. As you and the mayor are. Yeah. Motion for third reading. Your Worship. Okay. All in favor? So, so, with the passing of this bylaw, it comes into effect. Aren't you supposed to ask these questions before me? No. Well, I didn't know it was going to pass. Well, so. <laughs> well, part of that train, did you miss? It was really rolling. Anyways, when the bylaw comes into effect tomorrow? No, when? No. Now? Okay. And so does that change? At what point do we change the helpful makeup of that board? Um, we'll bring a motion back to the next uh, council. I believe right now 
Well, the way it usually works is uh, Mr. Town lines up a whole bunch of people and waits for them to drop off. And um, and so you need to keep counselors on there anyhow, one to back up the other one. Yeah, the council will have to decide who will be the primary. Right now we have two members, three members, I believe. Um, so the council will have to decide who will be the primary and alternate on the council and then the citizen members will still um, be in place so maintain their membership but we will be in touch with them to let them know that they uh, these new requirements are coming out um, and you know make sure they express an interest to remain on the board and give them the option um, to uh, exclude themselves if they're not interested or able to to obtain that that training Okay, we can move on to unfinished business. So, council, uh, council code of conduct policy. Um, we've had this out for review for a number of weeks now, Mr. Parker. Uh, so, uh, council, uh, Basically, uh, th this is the uh, code of conduct that uh, is, uh, we have the mandatory uh, something in place by uh, July uh, this 2018. Um, uh, the previous council, this current council, has had an opportunity to review it. Um, there were some uh, suggestions and some additions that were requested, and we did uh, uh, go through it and uh, make those changes. Uh, during the process, uh, there is just one um, uh, code of conduct on uh, it's seven point. Before, I'd just like to bring up your attention. Let's see, it's uh, so 7.4 degree, not, notwithstanding section 7.3.6, council may choose to conduct contract prescriptions with them. Yeah, no, that one's fine. Uh, it's um, 3.6. 3.6? Now, if everyone has a refreshed section of it, if you don't, it would be the 7.3.6 on the unrefreshed. And it said, should bring the proposed contract to council for discussing a ratification prior to signing. So, one thing you also miss on this section is uh, so, in hiring a chief administrative officer at council, did not sign a contract for a term longer than three years without providing good cause as to how such a contract 
provides benefit to the town. Well, in my view, uh, 7.2.4, Patrick Reed shall not sign a contract for a term that extends uh, 12 months longer than the current council term. So yes, that would be <coughs> great. So the contract, if it shall not extend more than 12 months, then right. So it has to So if we hire somebody today, right, and sign a contract, right, and that contract should not extend, should not be in excess of one year past. So that, um, and there's lots of reasons for that. No, no, that's that, that way you don't feather the discretion of the next council. So we change the wording from the three years to say shall not exceed one year. Words to the effect shall not exceed one year on that. Current council term. Sure. And the thinking there is well, if there's a whole change in council. Uh, Presumably, part of that is because they're one employee uh, didn't execute the plan very well, but it may not be, uh, and that that CAO gives a has an opportunity to uh, show that it wasn't his or her fault that. That the other councillors, there was a whole turnover in council. You, you understand what I mean? Uh, I'll speak to that. I think that one of the main purposes of that is, in my view, is election. One of the main purposes of that time period after the election is that the CAO position, the CAO is not a politician. The CAO is not supposed to be a political figure. It turns out in people's minds that it is. The CAO is an employee of the council. That's the only employee we have. That job is by definition to give us advice, but decisions are made by council and not made by the CAO in a lot of most cases. So to me, it, re it removes the, to a, to a degree, to, the, any, to whatever degree is possible, it removes the political aspect of that position. And which is why I support that extension. Yeah. When wording this, we did run this by our council, and she drafted this section in particular, or reviewed it very closely. Um, the reason that there is no shall in that clause is because that, in her opinion, contradicts the initial clause, which says council may not fetter and by imposing any sort of term limit, council is in fact fettering, and she felt that such a shall clause would be legally unenforceable. And I'll point out that Don Good said the council has to be seeking stuff. And so she can go back and change it to say the council shall not have the discretion of upcoming councils if that's the issue. But it may not be enforceable. That's what the, the advice is that it may or may not be. That is correct. Okay. Fine. 
course and say. So could someone just go over what we're changing? I'm thinking it's 7.3.4. Yeah, so it should we'll read something to the effect and uh, administration will take this down. Shall not sign a contract uh, in excess of 12 months longer than the current council term. You have this alternative where you could be extending, extending more than one year after the term. Hello, or I'll let other people in. Uh, are you? No, I uh, I understand the change, and uh, twelve months past um, the current council term. Uh, makes sense to me. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, are we open for some more discussion? So, uh, and again, I'm not sure if I'm. I'm just picking this off the uh, the web, so I'm not sure if I've got the most current edition. But I'm assuming I'm. So, uh, 3.11. It's harassment or harassment, depending if you're north of the 49 or south of the 49. I guess. So, if when I read the red text. And, and I guess my preamble is, as we all know, the CAO is a single employee. And now I read the red text. And, and this sounds like it's common language. And it, it seems to suggest that it's, it's for, uh, I, I could see it being used in other places. But if, if you actually read what it says, the, the following do not constitute harassment so long as they are carried out in good faith in a professional manner. Direct supervision. Well, we only directly supervise the CAO, including discussions about performance expectations, assignment of work, and direction as to how it could be accomplished. It, the red seems to suggest that we're getting beyond, it, it seems to suggest we're getting into staff discussions and then requests by supervisors or requests of supervisors. It says why, maybe it's of, for updates and status reports. Well, again, we don't, we don't request updates from supervisors, or I, I don't think we do. Um, and, and then as, a, it, as, it, as it reads on, uh, approval and denial of final, I mean, it's, to me, it's, it's the right language. It just doesn't, this is a policy about council, and this is talking about something else. I, I, it just doesn't fit, I guess, in my mind. <coughs> Unless Mr. Parker believes that when we give him direction, we're harassing him. I mean, uh, <laughs> only on Monday night, sir. <laughs> That's my only comment. Mr. Shanmore. Um, when just to kind of, I'll go back to the other CAO thing in a minute. Um, just to kind of mention, it. is this is this the council and CAO's code of conduct? Just the council code of conduct. So okay, fair enough. Good. 
Which actually uh, kind of brings up a, well, it's a bit of a side issue, but uh, the tough report and the policies as for not only code of conduct for uh, council, but also code of conduct for public education. So I initially expected to be a. We actually have been working on uh, quite a few of the policies, and I believe we brought one draft a while ago. I will have to double check on that, that, that draft there. And, and, uh, but we're, we're having a director's meeting and we're reviewing all the policies again and bringing back the schedule. Uh, but yeah, if uh, you take a look at the, the policies we have, uh, I think we've done quite a few already so far, but we'll, we'll get back on track and get as far. Uh, the other thing just could be an unintended consequence of the wording of, of how we did or we are looking to do uh, 7.3.4, I guess, is if you're, if we were, say, to be, uh, or Council X were, say, to be getting toward the end of their term, um, have an opportunity to offer a contract, it may be, it wouldn't be very attractive for a, a good CEO to come and say, like, well, what the heck, I can only sign this contract for 15 or 18 months because it says shall instead of should or whatever it happens to be, so... I, I, that's that's my only. You know, I, on that. I don't see that being a problem. When I was first on the council, we had uh, three years worth of uh, interim acting. Is, CAIs. <laughs> given that I wasn't there, is that uh, I mean, is that optimal? I suppose is the that other side. Of it, but but that's all. It's it's not it's not. You know, I can give a personal example. I, I actually applied one time uh, up in high level. And uh, they interviewed me literally just before the election, and it was a contested election. And uh, they basically offered me the position, and I said, I won't take it until the new council comes in and ratifies it. And the reason is, is because you do serve, serve at the pleasure of council, and some new council will feel that they, they, their hands have been feathered. Uh, feathered. And uh, so at that point, we parted our ways because there was no way I was going to do that. That, that, that individual that did get the position lasted one year and he had a contract for longer than that. So um, that's, that's to me, it's, it's the best you should do is, is not, uh, you know, try and hinder, because they only have one employee and that is the CAO. And, and uh, if you have a complete turnover of counsel, sometimes they can get a little offended thinking, hey, I got uh, slammed with an individual that might have waited on a wanted. So, so it's, it, it Kind of is a good, uh, and, and, and any smart CAO would realize that. Not to say the guy who was hired in high level wasn't smart. We're not trying to smart ones, right? right? Regarding uh, Colin's comments on 2.1.11, I think um, <clears throat> maybe this strikes the part where it says request by supervisors. Okay, is that, that really a, that's a negative? Oh, I have, based on uh, Council's comments, I have amended that section. Um, the following do not constitute harassment so long as they are carried out in good faith and in a professional manner. Direct supervision, including discussions about performance expectations, assignment of work and direction on how it is to be accomplished, requests for updates or status reports, one-on-one -on -one discussions between Council and their employee, and approval or denial of time off. Council and their employees or employees? Singular.
Thumbs up? No. Okay. I just want to go to 8.2. So 8.2.2. Uh, refrain from referring to themselves in campaign advertisements as, and you have in quote, Councillor X. I don't think anyone has ever referred to themselves <laughs> as Councillor X. <laughs> Where is that in the old one? 7.26. And so I, I'm assuming that Mayor X gets a bomb. What number is that? Oh, sorry, correction. That would be 9.2. 8.2. Uh, okay. Uh, Councillor or Mayor X? Uh, Councillor or Mayor? From referring to themselves in campaign advertisements as. A councillor or mayor. mayor. I would think. I leave a council made up. Okay. Mr. Gray. Yes. Do you have any further questions or comments? Not good. Deputy Mayor Manager? No, I think. Uh, it's been covered. And Councillor Downing, do you want to bring in the dress code? <laughs> <laughs> well, so where is the mayor's talk? talk um, no, I think the things that I had um, concerns about have been addressed, with the exception of 7.4. Ruth, it says despite section 8.3.6, I think that should read 7.3.6. Because there is no 8.3.6 in my copy. Mm -hmm. That's part of the amended up to. Yes, it's the section you might have, seven employment of CAO. Yeah, see what number one was about their dress code. Yeah. Actually, I had not. I had with notwithstanding, and the lawyer changed it to despite. Probably get it out of <laughs> I don't believe so. Quinn oh, was a lovely lady, sir. Uh, did council want 8.3.6 slash 7.3.6 to read should or shall? 7.3.6. The CAO section. Okay. So the section said uh, should bring the proposed contract to council for discussion and ratification prior to signing or shall bring. Shall bring. I'll get any argument on this one. I'll bring the proposed contract in writing in, with, with written copies for all councillors. I don't know how to word that, but um, I bring it, I show it, speak it, and give it to you. Just, just say it. I just had one more okay. thing. Uh, uh, 10.0 orientation and other training. It says, whereas such training is to be held within 90 days. Or, I mean, I think that's current municipal affairs intention, but 
has that been something that's been attainable in the past is to have the training within the 90 days or are we tying ourselves up there a little bit well, I, think, that? I think you're tying yourself up in the ag state requirement from the nba but in the past uh, prior to the sessions that were put on which were quite good this time around we um previously you're handed a binder, expect you to go through there. There's a little verbal introduction. Um, and that was about it. And that was considered training, so. Uh, but I, I, I really probably should be more than 90 days filled out there before I make it. Because you and I and Mr. Good were in January. We just came in under the 90 Oh, days. did you just yeah. speak? Yeah. value in leaving 90 days in here if I'm running for council and I'm okay MGA yes I know that exists someplace but here it's hidden I know within 90 days I have to take this course or do something yeah. this is only 19 pages the MGA is 604 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's why it's <laughs> right. Except, I believe we're signing it yes on the other hand uh, if I may when you run for council, I remember it specified in any of the writing careers information I got that it was very strongly advised that you read the MGA Senior Staff Committee writing to talk about the requirements of being a councillor. So, yes, we could put it in there, and yes, somebody might catch me as Bobby Armstrong for not doing the MGA, they're not going to be council conduct. So, let me just ask you this question, Mr. Good. So, when you download software, and you and, and the licensing agreement comes up. Do you read the entire licensing agreement? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why people get that spam letter in there because there's always that line in there that says, "Can we download the rest of our garbage?" Fine. But having said that, no, I don't. But I have a pretty good idea what's in. But if I'm running for office, it's my responsibility. Same as when I download the software. Technically, yes, I've read it. I think the thing about the, the, the 90 days is it's a bit of a heads up to people seeking public office that you just don't show up at a council meeting on Monday night. You've, you've got some homework to do. Uh, you've got to be prepared to do the job. So I, 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 think, I think it's fine. I think putting a bar out there makes, makes sense. If you're not prepared to do that, don't get involved in local politics. You, you, you got to work at this. You've got to commit the time. 
I greatly enjoyed the Caribou Information meeting on um, Thursday. It was a Thursday. Took time out of my busy teacher's uh, convention schedule. Missed a whole lot of interesting post-convention conversation to attend. So yeah, I've been I've been sacrificing my face off. <laughs> so um, are you, are you worship, satisfied? <laughs> your worship, I, I, the only reason I brought it up was I wasn't certain whether in the past yeah, we've had that yeah. opportunity, but if this aligns with the MGA, then we should stay aligned with the MGA. Um, and I only have one other thing. Did I say that last one was my one other thing? I, I have one other, one now. more thing. So three times now? Okay. Uh, OHS is making some changes in their um, document that will be released on, I think it's June the 1st. Uh, so um, I know there's some changes to their harassment policy, and we didn't reference OHS in here, and I'm not sure if it applies to elected officials because this is ours, but maybe it's just a reminder for your staff discussion, Chris, in the future. So it, I'm not sure if it aligns with elected officials or not. So maybe a motion to table, uh, table the council code of conduct to Referred to next week, and, and we'll have those changes and the adjustments that you have ready, ready to get who's, passed. Who wants to make that motion? I'll move. Okay, all in favor? Passed. Motion, thank you, sir. Um, so we are now in a new business. Well, it's just a request for a decision in the worshiping council. Uh, following up on a letter from the Pega dated 26th of February 2018, inviting uh, the mayor or your representative uh, to the upcoming APEGA President's Visit on the 29th of March. And it's an opportunity for uh, the Mayor to talk with uh, the APEGA President at that point and talk about any uh, emerging uh, concerns that uh, might be coming up that is a concern to uh, both the town and APEGA being the Association of Professional Engineers and Geosciences Scientists of Alberta. I may not be able to go, so we'll get the next science you got. It's going to be March 29th. Is it the 29th or the 10th? Uh, yeah. What day of the week? That's Friday. Friday. Yeah, Thursday. This is uh, an opportunity. Shoot me an email if you can't go. Okay, please. Okay. 
if you can use this for uh, what was that stand-up comedy act and ridicule <laughs> engineers. And Is that what that's do I get to give a speech? Okay, um, just Ms. Hume, we have other, work to do. Yeah, and just another <laughs> note on that, uh, Jane Pink, who is the, the current uh, Pekka president, okay. is a Peace River uh, native. Oh. I'll be sure to talk slow. <laughs> Council, <laughs> I have about 10 pages. I, am I too minutes, early? <laughs> So you can dig out all your engineering jokes and bar yeah. Mr. Towns. Yeah, they're already done. Okay. <laughs> the quest for decision uh, regarding the Alberta Community Crime Prevention Conference. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. So uh, basically, uh, uh, we had the Alberta Crime Prevention Association that was established in 1989. And uh, there's an opportunity to uh, send some individuals there. Uh, we believe we should at least send one because we've been working quite extensively in trying to uh, look at crime prevention in our community, and it's part of our um, strategic plans, one of our goals and missions there. So uh, this um, uh, conference uh, we feel would be very beneficial. So we're looking to enable at least one member of council to go to this um, May 9th or the 10th. So I, I would move that one member go. So Mr. Ford has already filled out the form. Um, asset management workshop. So there's one going to be held in here, hosted by the provincial government in the town of Peace River, and that's on. March, no, April the 11th. 11th. And uh, just a motion to enable all, all counselors to attend. All good? Uh, the Peace Regional Recreational Center. Um, maybe we'll get Mr. Needham to give us his, uh, give us the uh, lowdown here. Unbiased view. The guy that's, By all means, your worship. The guy that has to bring that project in on budget and on schedule. I uh, I continue to attend uh, the planning meetings, so I'm uh, just putting my thinking cap on here. Uh, I don't I don't recall a lot of significant issues that were brought up at the last meeting. But if council members have been by the site, uh, I think I covered this in an email. So the the roof materials in place, the walls are in place. Uh, you're going to see some significant progress. Uh, the weather, of course, is always a problem. I see they uh, they had to shroud in some concrete work over the weekend or just prior to the weekend. So I think the crew is hoping for a break in the weather, and uh, that will certainly uh, move things along. Uh, there were a couple of issues, I think, with moving of heavy loads and I think we've resolved all of this. Uh, this is regards to street closures, uh, bridge construction and getting material to the site and I think the contractor was well aware of the, the, the routing and they've been talking to Alberta Transportation of what access points are available and which ones aren't uh, and of course there was a discussion about the size of the load when they leave 
Uh, in this case, this was Edmonton, so they have to put them on a regular truck versus a supersized truck, is my understanding. So I, I, I think, uh, in a nutshell, things are going well. Uh, Matt Gannon, who is the AGS contractor, they are new to this project. The original uh, mechanical firm, uh, well, I, I guess they're in uh, enclosure. I guess it was uh, Peace River Heating, I believe. So AGS has picked it up. Uh, Matt Gannon is owner or president of the company. He showed up at the last meeting seems pretty engaged in the conversation, uh, knows that the deep services uh, that he's got to get in ahead of time and he, he seems to be thinking ahead or maybe he's just thinking on his feet at the meeting but he uh, again was quite aware of the time frame and yes I do bring it up at every meeting that it's got to be done a year from today and uh, on time and on budget and uh, I think if I bring that up one more time, the meeting participants will either throw me out in a snowbank. But uh, there is, uh, uh, the schedule is advancing quickly. Uh, there are a number of sub-trades and the plan was, again, I think I covered this in an email, but we've been meeting monthly. Uh, we want to go to a two-week schedule and it's just because people are going to start mobilizing pretty quick. So. Once the walls get up and there's some outside weather gets better, and I presume there's going to be some temporary heat perhaps put in there. So, uh, again, in an effort to uh, keep time on task and get the job done. So, uh, I'm optimistic. I haven't heard any complaints. Uh, somebody complained about the lights that are left on all night, and the light was coming in their bedroom window, and I sort of said something like, we'll buy a bigger blind, and that, that didn't get me any votes. But uh, uh, other than that, I, I think we're, I think we're doing, uh, we're doing okay. I, and again, I, I shouldn't default to Jim, but Jim, did I, was there any, uh, if I could, was, I can't remember a significant, uh, you've got TELUS lined up to do some work. Uh, I think that the, the suppression on the, the fire hydrant, I think, could, but all those issues are all resolved as far as I know. Yes, uh, one thing which is going to uh, resolve is the, the size of the fire pump that is right. going to go into the facility to compensate for the, the water pressure on the north end. Uh, but uh, as far as construction goes, we're proceeding uh, with uh, finalizing the, the steel structure and so we should be starting to see the roof go on next and then followed by climbing on the walls. Two questions. Uh, one at the very end here, it says there's a possible site tour for council and municipal partners. Um, is that really true? Uh, and I think what Director Bell was looking at there was now that we've got the essential structure up, uh, just to uh, give council a, a better feel for the size of the actual structure, uh, we're more than happy to accommodate you to uh, bring you on to a quick site tour with the uh, initial structure laid out uh, so you may have an appreciation for the size of the structure. It indicates that the attendance of the architect and the contractor would be available as well? Yes, so we would probably look at doing this in conjunction with one of our CEs. Okay, and the other uh, question has to do with the um, 
teardown of a present Baytex arena. When do con uh, tenders or something go out for that, or is it already done? Or so. So the, the the demolition of the existing building is under the uh, under the contract that's awarded now. Uh, so as far as timing goes for that, we're looking at uh, taking occupancy towards the end of March, uh, mid April of 2019. Uh, we'll probably take probably two to three months uh, to move equipment from the old arena into the new arena, get things up and running. And then once we're comfortable in the new facility, that's when we'll look at starting the demolition of the uh, old facility. So we're probably looking uh, more towards August timeframe for that. Well, I think it, you won't be able to give us an update on uh, any, uh, any more sponsorship, uh, any other companies or individuals that have signed up to sponsor rooms, indoor playground, etc. Uh, Director Bell is uh, working away on that to your worship and uh, so we've got a number of groups to follow up on uh, for, for those spaces, especially the, uh, the multi-purpose rooms up on the second floor as well as the fitness center on the main floor. Any other questions? Just uh, uh, sorry, just a final note, uh, and this is, uh, uh, I'll, I'll throw it out there. So Jim uh, Lee is the, uh, um, well, the president and owner of, of Marshall, the contractor. So uh, they and VR2, of course, attend uh, uh, regular meetings. I did mention to Jim at the last meeting, uh, our trade show that's coming up, and I sort of said something like, uh, you know, there's lots of people come around the town booth. Uh, are you in town that weekend, or would you be interested? And, uh, I guess I would just throw it out to the group. Um, I'm not sure if it's appropriate, but I, I said, you know, would you like to come to the trade show and perhaps fly the colors and talk about the project? And that was kind of out there. And he, he didn't, he said, send me an email. And I, I don't know if that value at this stage of the game or not. I guess maybe the project is underway. If it was, if it was a year ago, maybe it would make sense. And then the other part of that discussion was, and I think I mentioned this earlier, uh, he would certainly attend a Chamber of Commerce event should the Chamber be interested in hearing directly from the contractor. But again, I I don't know if uh, it was just a bit of a sidebar conversation. Somebody sees some merit in that, uh, tell me about it and I'll, I'll, I, could, I think I can make it happen. So no, no commitments so one way or the other. Motion to accept the, the briefing notes, the briefing on the Peace Regional Recreation Center for information. I'll move my own. Okay. Mm -hmm. All in favor? Uh, that takes us to the uh, item number five, which is Matt on uh, request for a decision regarding the DMI Public Advisory Committee invitation. I'll leave the charge on this. So, this is a letter sent to me by. Uh, DMI's Forestry Department. They have a public advisory committee. We used to sit on that, and did we, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mr. Newton, did we just chalk that off in the last organizational meeting, or what did we? Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good way of putting it. I, I was your initial representative on it, and then 
Rod Burr and I traded off a couple of times, but it, 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 you know, it just fell by the wayside, and it just because I think we were trying to reduce our workload, so it, it fell off. But again, uh, as I look at this now, maybe given the, the caribou discussion that Mr. Scanlhorn has, has been party to, maybe it makes sense to uh, enable this to happen again. Also, in, in addition to that, I was uh, I had a conversation with Brian McAlecki, who was the uh, essentially the, the the lead. I don't want to use the word presenter, given the format of the uh, of the open house that they had, because it was not really much of a presentation. However, I, I did uh, request that perhaps he come and present to us uh, here, because. Yeah, yeah, he's the, the director of uh, land and environmental planning in the northern region, is what his card says. So, um, so if uh, if I got his contact information, I don't know if we want to reach out via Mr. Parker on that. Uh, you, you can make the first reach out and okay. just CC Mr. Quaid on that. And uh, see if they would, they would come. I, I would expect, given that that was the last evening of their open houses and they're supposed to take all the information everyone's comments back i did submit a few of my own um everyone's comments back um and try to incorporate them into the next draft maybe such time as he were to come around he might have a little bit more input other than what we've heard from our industry stakeholders already and i believe we have one more coming towards the end of the month as well or in april probably two more so i got my dates correct correct anyways um I decided not to tick anybody off so that they would actually want to come and uh, and maybe chat with us. I said, you know, given our, our size and the uh, industries we have around, you know, I think we're worth a phone call at least anyway. So, so a motion to add the DMI PRPD Public Advisory Committee to our standing list of committees to work with them. Who's, who's uh, downing all of there? And I would volunteer my name as an alternate for that. So do they have a term of reference they're sending to us? Well, we sent the letter, so uh, I don't know. Is there a term of reference? Well, well, actually, yes, there was a. It's um, it, it's it's actually quite extensive. It's been a year or so since I read it, but I mean, it does focus on their. Their, their 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 AOP, their annual operating plan, their DFMP, which is their five-year plan, and then the FMA is the 25-year plan. So it's it's quite an extensive document, and it talks about um, well anything from access to uh, managing the size of the cut block uh, for different types of critters. So uh, the terms of reference is 
broad in terms of inclusiveness of municipalities, aboriginal groups, interested parties, the Trappers Association, but the work is simply to provide input into the planning. So um, I think once... The answer was yes. Yes, and it, once you get into it, it'll be quite one so, thing. Uh, uh, the motion in front of us is to add this committee to the standing, list of standing committees. This is the existing list. All in favor? So, uh, um, Mr. Scamahorn has uh, asked that his name stand for, for a rep on this particular committee, uh, and Ms. Downing has asked to be the alternate. Has somebody can make a motion to uh, appoint those two members as uh, the primary and the alternate? Sure, if council has the document, yeah, it was, there was one passed out today uh, at about five, at five minutes to five. Okay, so we have an update on the Peace River Primary Care Center, otherwise known as the Medical Clinic, and um, this is a document from Northern Sunrise CAO Cindy Miller, and they're taking the lead and financial. Um, major financial responsibility for the construction of the clinic. So the document itself just goes over what's happened to date and um, I think one of the important things to note is that uh, North County North and Sunrise has tendered out the architectural and engineering services for the county for this project and um, the design of the building is loosely based on the Spirit River uh, building which was about 12,000 square feet. This clinic is expected to be about 14,000 square feet and there's still some ongoing discussions with um, uh, Alberta Health Services and physicians to do some finalizing of some details and um, they have decided that they need the full 1.65 uh, acres including that will include enough space for um, the parking that would be required for clinic employees as well as public. So the other thing I notice in this, um, other municipalities and funding under that uh, category, uh, the five million is coming from County Northern Sunrise. It mentions MD of Peace has committed 50,000. And I know the town talked about a commitment here, but I'm thinking maybe the communication hasn't gone through yet, or we need motions or something. Yeah, we made a we made a motion for one one acre parcel, not the additional point six five, and for the uh, I think that included. I think it was one point six five in the end. I think it was the whole parcel, and then um, if they needed less. Then we would adjust it because it was just one parcel at the time, and right. then it wasn't subdivided. So, so we just refer to it as that parcel. Yeah. Yeah. They needed a motion. Maybe I should have read the minutes and corrected them. Okay. So, um, 
with respect to the motion about uh, some town contribution to the funding. You did make that motion? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe well, our, our contribution is yes. valued at three hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. And that includes the half acre and the we were going to reimburse you know, two thousand for the offsite levy for one acre. Yeah, for one acre. So uh, maybe we could just check as to whether that communication has gone to County Northern Sunrise, because I'm thinking it should be listed in here. And the other part of the funding that is known at this time is 140000 which was um, in a fund established several, several years ago by some community um, members through donations and so on. And that um, has approval to be spent on this uh, clinic as well. So if there's any questions I could answer. Uh, Deputy Mayor, did, does the note indicate who their architect is? I'm just curious. No. That's not okay. Deputy Mayor, it says uh, Northern Sunrise County has acquired the planning documents from AHS for the work they did over the course of the two years, identifying 22,000 or 22,000 square feet. So, but you said 14. Um, over the last four years, last two years in particular, um, after various business plans got submitted and um, design got promoted, if AHS was to um, add extra space to the building because of certain programs they wish to have besides the, call it medical doctor services, then that would be the 22,000 possibly. But I, from reading this, and as far as I know, it's 14,000 square feet. It fits on the lot with parking and go forth, hopefully. Who knows what they will come up with. I'm kind of doubting that AHS is coming up with extra funding for this building. So the building gets turned over to AHS at the uh, end of construction, and then they are responsible for maintenance and so on. A typo around the $542,000. Okay. Um, so, what's the motion? We accept your information, or Yeah, I'll move that we accept this for information.
KPIs and we are doing this. This is structural product of this today. Any questions on engineering report? I had a couple of questions. Um, Jim, under planning department, it says beautification work plan implementation. It says project seven bike to be installed. Is that supposed to be bike stand? Yeah, it should be bike racks. Racks, okay, yeah. thanks. So the other thing is, is is it just because I have optics on the community different now that I'm on council that there have been a number of sort of water main issues or is like this is standard, it gets to minus 40? Uh, it, it, a couple of factors come into play on that. Part is, you know, we've deferred a lot of infrastructure maintenance in previous years. Uh, so we're now starting to see that come out. Uh, another item is that yes, we've had an exceptionally cold winter, although it's probably uh, in perspective, it's probably more normal to the way things were 20 years ago when we had this amount of cold. Uh, but when you do have this amount of cold and it drives down frost a lot deeper, it gets tends to uh, cause a lot more water breaks uh, to develop at that point. Uh, so it's a combination of factors that we're seeing in that, but uh, we definitely, our water breaks are up this year over the past uh, previous two years. Are those breaks existing or the cast iron pipes or no? Uh, the ones that have broken, yes. The main street was a uh, cast iron pipe. Uh, the ones, the two that broke over the, the weekend that we repaired, uh, First Friday night and have the second one repaired by Saturday afternoon. Both those were cast pipes as well. And one of those cast pipes was one that was coming right out of the reservoir 353. But also keeping in mind that that reservoir is circa 1959 vintage. And I went down and inspected the pipe after we had kind of cut it open. And it is not in good shape. So all that piping was 50 plus years old. That's correct. I'm not going to say when we use the word vintage and infrastructure at the same time, it makes me a little bit comfortable. Okay, so when we look at these repairs, yes. do they, are they just repairs or do they, is it kind of like, oh no, we've, we've uncovered something, so now we have to make it bigger, and then do we wrap that into our, into our reporting for a year-end? You know how we've done an infrastructure plan for 2018. Did these become part of our 2018 infrastructure plan or? Uh, no, not at this point. Basically, uh, for most of our water breaks, it's trying to isolate and just repair that break and bring the system back into service. Uh, our part of our infrastructure plan is taking a, a longer view, uh, like the program that we're working on the south end, mm -hmm. where we're taking a more holistic view towards the whole system. So that way, once we've repaired the whole south end over the next four years worth, we're doing it with a vision of, I don't have to touch it for the next 40 years. Okay. Uh, and go back and it allows us to go and tackle other areas. So just like around Reservoir 353, so uh, just kind of our game plan at the moment is tackling the south end and then as part of that, we're also looking at uh, in Reservoir 365, which is the reservoir we all visited on our orientation tour. Uh, so that's the, the priority there. The next one that uh, uh, we're looking at as a result of uh, the water modeling study that we just finished with the Associated Engineering 
is looking at uh, some plot testing modifications and improvements at the 363. Uh, so as we get into there, we'll, we'll see how extensive we have to get into there. And then following up on that, and the twinning of uh, the line coming across the Peace River, we'll be looking at another reservoir in the north end. So part and parcel is to do take a holistic view for long range planning for that. Uh, and when it comes to water breaks, it, it's strictly getting that system back into service. And this is one last thing. So what about the planning for the melt? Okay, so for a stormwater melt, so part of the planning is underway right now. So we have the storm gates open right now. Uh, they will remain open to allow a stormwater melt to exit uh, from downtown onto the Peace River, frozen as it may be. Uh, when we're probably about uh, a, a week out from uh, breakup, we will close those stormwater gates so we're not worried about any flooding backflow into the system and back into the town. Mm -hmm. uh, part of our preparation this week was, uh, you know, checking uh, out our two uh, stormwater trash pumps that we have uh, for flood emergencies. We check them out to make sure that they're indeed operational and they're good to go. And just kind of reviewing uh, some of our procedures around that as well. Uh, and the last item around that is uh, the anticipation for breakup. Uh, we're looking at uh, Stephen and Emma coming up to Melbourne environment I think it's on the 29th of March or 26th of March. Thank you. Uh, to uh, give his annual brief on, on breakup and what we can expect in that regard. Uh, not wanting to miss an opportunity to hammer my favorite drum. <laughs> Um, which just presented itself when somebody said maintenance that had been deferred. Um, generally, I would assume that that's been deferred for budget reasons and not wanting to raise taxes and um, for other reasons like that. But we were aware of an infrastructure deficit in this town that's quite massive. We're not addressing it. We continue to not address it. Um, and I don't want to spend evening on it, but I'm not going to let it go by. Until we address that, these things are, are likely going to get more um, to increase in frequency rather than to lessen in frequency. Um, I think, as I've mentioned before during discussions, that having a budget and saying it's a balanced budget, which it is, according to municipal affairs, and we have surpluses, or pardon me, uh, reserves, which we have, according to municipal affairs. Well, at the same time, not addressing our infrastructure deficit is akin to saying I have a balanced budget for my house as long as I exclude maintenance. So I just want to make the point that unless we address the root causes of our, of our lack of dollars, which is not because we're not charging our taxpayers enough, that is not the issue, but unless we start addressing the root causes, these things will be coming more and become more insistent and more pressing as time goes on. I'll leave it at that. So I have a, another question, Mr. McQuaid. Under um, planning and subdivisions, it re says received updated TIA for Citadel developments and will review. What's TIA? 
for the traffic impact assessment. Okay. So, and basically what we're looking at for Citadel is essentially uh, how traffic comes in and out of that proposed subdivision. Are the key elements that we're looking at. And the same for fast gas? <laughs> fast gas, yes. And that one there, uh, we've gone through the process. Uh, we've uh, also poured that TIA for the traffic impact assessment off the Alberta transportation because up on that west hill it does integrate into the highway uh, so we both have to be satisfied that uh, impact assessment is addressing both the traffic flow coming off and the highway into that new facility and also we're looking at on a municipal roads being 174 uh, that we're looking at the traffic coming also into there and making sure that we're coordinating that together okay thank you Services CAO monthly reports. There's two of them, one for January and one for February. Anybody have questions or concerns they want to express on this? Hearing none, I'll move to the next one. If you have one. No. No, we'll do all three. Uh, community services monthly report, despite the fact that uh, Ms. Dell isn't here, this is probably a perfect time to ask these questions and stuff. No. Hey, I will take a motion to accept. Uh, oh, your worship, I can't find them. Which Report they talked about the garbage cans downtown. Who said oh, that? Hearing and interest. Okay, I I just was wondering why we went with just garbage instead of garbage and recycle. I thought that's what I read. No, you were correct on that, and I, I remember it is a cost item on that one, and also uh, if we started looking at recycling, we also have to look at the manpower issue as well in trying to. With garbage is one thing there's no change in the level of service that we're doing uh, right now for picking up garbage on the street but once we introduce recycling uh, that was going to introduce another level and also uh, some additional manpower to pick up that recycling on a timely basis and get it up to the eco center as well Although, yeah, although I, yeah, exactly. Although I do understand those those issues, I guess my question would be: When did we replace the garbage cans downtown last? Um, are we are we putting in an antiquated um, service that you know isn't really being recognized in other parts of the country? Um, is it, I, I know the ones that we have currently have sponsorship on them. Um, I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, before we move ahead. Yeah, no, uh, I did look at that with uh, Director Bell and Alicia Modi. Uh, we did look at uh, the options that we had uh, before. Like one of the one of the key drivers for uh, renewing the garbage cans right now mm -hmm. was just to decrease the amount of trash that the residents took out. Uh, so we wanted to find something that was going to work with that. So the, the new garbage cans that we are purchasing. Uh, do have a covered lid on for them to discourage gradients from getting out there and dragging all that trash out, which is uh, kind of key uh, 
I do not really work in that and why do you want to place those kind of changes? Uh, and then it was just looking at trying to do uh, as much as you could with the dollars available. So maybe we can consider at some time in the future maybe a couple of key places in the downtown where we add that recycled component. I mean, obviously not to address that today, but just something to plan. Um, are we taking comments about Tanya's report? Yeah. So um, great report, love the newsletters. I just want to say that the town of the community services newsletter is super high literacy. Um, it's very small writing, it's very compact. I get that we're trying to put it on one piece of paper, but it makes it it makes it for super high literacy. Like if you look at the check mark that says, you know, don't do this if you think people might have literacy issues, they, they pretty much nailed it, all of them. Well, we are a well-educated It's true we are. <laughs> it's true we are. Just a, just a comment. Uh, motion to for someone to make a motion to uh, for reports one and three. Accept those, Mr. Good. All in favor? Uh, so here we are in the information section. Uh, quickly go through those. Uh, so these these committee minutes these ones should actually go in the report section. But anyhow, Norton Lakes Community Education Committee minutes. Uh, Ms. Mazza, you're our rep. Is there anything you want to underscore there? Um, just that um, Norton Lakes College enrollment has a positive trend in terms of enrollment going up, although there's a decrease in enrollment in some of their trade programs. Um, they're just about 100% um, uh, offering uh, some aspect of the initial trades programs online as well in fact all their courses also uh, those mobile trades labs you might have seen them parked up at the college um, they've now been used by students at Glenmary Grimshaw Peace High and Peace Regional Outreach so the dual credit aspect of their use is helpful both to students in the um, normal school system and also students uh, earning some college credit at Northern Lakes College and others. So it's good. So along those lines, Mr. McQuaid, uh, Northern Lakes Community College uh, has a water wastewater program, and a lot of those are online. And they, uh, the, the Alberta environment is now, they never used to accept uh, continuing education units for those. We should make sure our people take those um, we can't afford to send everyone to camp for a water wastewater operators conference. And uh, I see Slade Lake is hosting also a water wastewater one for uh, uh, PNIDs, processing instrumentation diagrams. Perhaps we could get the one day session, uh, uh, sessional instructor to come up here and give that some folks. Yes, we are looking at uh, different learning options. In fact, uh, one of our operators is taking one of the online courses. Yeah, so we, we need to uh, look at synergy here with Northern, Northern Lakes College. Uh, Mr. Mayor, if I could just mention that Northern Lakes is actively seeking input from communities as to which courses would be uh, beneficial to the community, such as the water one. 
So if we've got others, same idea, we should suggest them. And is, is the Northern Lakes going to be coming up here for a, are, are they going to make a presentation? I thought they were at some point in the near future, far future. Okay, uh, I think you're up again, Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee. This was back on January 16th, so it's a little distance, but January 16th, um, the group uh, went through a pipe ceremony, um, which was kind of interesting. Previously, the group had gone through a blanket ceremony, and the actual meeting, a uh, little discussion about powwow and things like that, but uh, nothing of... Uh, major import that's different than usual. Yeah, I noticed the pipe ceremony was at 9.30. The meeting was called off, called to order by you at 11.15, and uh, at 12.20, uh, you adjourned. That must have been some pretty good stuff you guys were smoking there. <laughs> I could say that everyone had an opportunity to um, use the pipe. <laughs> This is, a, this is the Bill Clinton question, right? You know this is coming. <laughs> and that's the did you inhale. Yeah. It's, it's, it's asking. It's a pipe dream. Okay, very good. So the next... Uh, I can add just to that. At, at Teachers Convention, because we do important things there, I did have the opportunity to participate in a blanket ceremony, and I would recommend anyone on council that has not yet had... Seek one out if you can. I know they're not always at the greatest times, but this one fit my world, so by all means do. I think there's one coming up at the municipal library. They hope to, I think they hope to have it at the municipal library, but they are hoping to um, have more uh, municipal councillors and staff attend some of them as well. So yes, famous teachers. Um, Just, uh, you want to add your well, well, yeah, I, I, look, I keep my blanket comments to myself. Uh, I see there's some discussion about the site for the powwow, and a meeting has come and gone since this these minutes. Just curious, Deputy Mayor, uh, has the town nodded one way or the other? Are we using 12-foot Davis, or, I, or do we know? Yeah, I'm not sure, and I wasn't able to attend the last meeting, so I'm not sure if... Uh, Miss Bell and uh, Wendy Goulet had come to an sure. agreement. No, that's, that's fine. I just, I, it obviously sounds as though the uh, Northern Sunrise County location seems to be out, so it's looking for the alternate site, so just curious if they found it, but that's, we will stand by. I do believe they are going to use the, the park. It's, uh, it's just from what I've heard, I do believe that they are going to use the 12-foot uh, events park. I'm not 100% certain, but I do know that the uh, the grounds up for the ag grounds, I do believe, are going to be under construction this year. Okay. Uh, the next item on the, on the information agenda is a letter from the Minister of Alberta Infrastructure. And uh, his name, or her name, is Sandra Jensen. And she took this letter to, uh, to highlight all the good stuff that's happening in the Peace, Peace Region. Uh, the uh, water line from Peace River to Dixonville. 
Center and also pointed out that there may be other opportunities to fund that, to help fund that uh, rec center under the community cultural rec and recreation stream of the Investing in Canada plan. And I'm sure Ms. Uh, Bell is on top of that. And um, anything I missed on that one, Mr. Parker? No, not really. Where's your leader? Northern Alberta elected leaders' letter to Northern Alberta Development Council regarding caribou supports. Your, uh, you attended the Northern Elected Leaders meetings, Ms. Mather? Uh, Is there anything there you want to highlight? Um, basically the letter is trying to get the powers that be to look at the socio-economic uh, implications of any caribou policies they put into effect and I think that's what this letter is addressing from the um, um, chair of the NABL and it's to Ms. Debbie Jabour at NABC. And the last item on the information is the Diamond Davis Awards. Uh, Thank you, letter, for our financial contribution to, uh, to make their event a resounding success. So, perhaps a motion to accept items 10.1 through 10.5 inclusive for information. All in favor of Mr. Needham's motion? Passed. Are there any notices of motion, uh, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. I will take uh, comments from the public. Are there any uh, members of the public who wish to approach the speaker's desk? And either hearing, either seeing or hearing anyone wishing to come forward. It seems that we can move to key communication items. Uh, Ms. Hume, uh, what the, what's, what's the message you're coming out of this meeting? Um, the, the decision to join the EMI Public Advisory Committee I think is an important one, uh, as well as updates on the Regional Recreation Center and uh, some of the events, visits the council's been enabled for, the regular visit, um, the main asset management workshop. So like council meeting. Which is actually coming to Peace River, so yeah. I will open it up to the press. Is there anything uh, that you wish to uh, wish to highlight and uh, want to secure interviews and or get sound bites? On? Yes. Example. Uh, just a few qualifications and some of the details about what Jim talked about. What did Jim talk about? <laughs> All right. <laughs> he had so much to say. That's, well, that's what I would say. Just details about some of the numbers. And, uh, Is this on the right structure side? Structure renewal. Pardon me? Structure renewal? Yeah, that kind of thing. And uh, the primary care center update. 
So, yeah, so the yeah. best person to talk to that, talk to about that is Deputy Mayor Manager. And uh, uh, why don't you talk directly to Jim, whether it's today or tomorrow, on the uh, on the uh, neighborhood renewal. And so we're focusing in on the south end, uh, and I'll take us the next four years to complete that. Hopefully the, the next council will continue on with this uh, great program, mm -hmm. our flagship neighborhood renewal program, and uh, and uh, we'll focus in on some other area of our community after that. Right. Another question I have doesn't relate to anything that was discussed today, but it's about Cam West, and I wonder if you guys are going to be discussing that at an upcoming meeting. We will be discussing it in camera tonight, uh, so you can phone. Uh, uh, well, you can phone Mr. Parker tomorrow, and uh, if um, he may then ask you to phone me for uh, yeah. to give you uh, more information. And Tom, did, Tom did give me a comment about that when I asked him, but I didn't include it because I wanted more solid information to base stuff on before I just threw in the comments. So that's what we're going to do. Right. Right. Okay. And I didn't catch your name from CKYL. Uh, Helena. Helena. And this is also my partner in crime, one of the colleagues as well, uh, okay. Justin. Okay. Um, I, I don't have a question. I know that we were coming here to introduce ourselves and see the format, but moving forward, I'm sure we will. Okay. Helena. 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 Okay, yeah, if, you've, uh, if you want to, uh, uh, yeah, if you have that, if you're going to do any story uh, after coming out of this meeting, you might want to, and you want to know where to go, just uh, phone Chris Parker up and he'll direct you. Well, actually, uh, well, for Autumn, <coughs> Autumn will be most down to Chris. Well, thank you. Uh, so Autumn is our public uh, relations coordinator. Yeah, she'll be talking about that. Um, what's on hand? Okay. If Byron wanted to give us an anecdote. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was itchy. Okay, great. Uh, we will adjourn our recess for um, five, ten minutes.